and welcome to a special interview edition of Out of Left Field. I'm Charlie Winfield, along with Mark Gregory. If you've listened to our show over the past couple of years, you've heard me talk about being a graduate of both Mississippi State University and the University of Notre Dame. Or maybe you've heard Bart make fun of Notre Dame's football success or lack thereof at times. Or perhaps their shiny helmets and me have to put up with it. But this is an extra special week for me. Anytime you have a super regional, that in and of itself is special. But there's something extra special about having Notre Dame here and having that program enjoy the opportunity to be a part of the Mississippi State baseball experience. Bart and I, over the past few days, have taken a chance to look back at some games that have been played, to talk a little bit about the Super Regional that is upcoming. But we've also had a chance to look back at that 2000 Regional, which is one of those that just holds a real spot in our memories. Notre Dame came to town, and it was a tough fight. It went down, in fact, to the final inning of the final game. Mississippi State ultimately able to pull off the victory in advance behind a walk-off home run of Ty Martin. We were able to catch up with Ty Martin during our wrap-up show from the regional, and yesterday we had a chance to visit with the catcher on that Notre Dame team, Paul O'Toole. Today we're going to let you listen in as we talk to Notre Dame center fielder from that 2000 team, Steve Stanley, and we get things started asking Steve, what on earth was it like to be sitting in the Midwest and find out that you're coming to Starkville? So here's our conversation with Steve Stanley. You're sitting there in the upper Midwest, the regional seeds come out, and you see you've got to go to Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> you know, what's going through your head at that point as a, a sophomore at Notre Dame? Well, to me, the baseball was played in the South and the West when I grew up. I always wanted to go to Florida State. You know, I watched college baseball. I watched the College World Series. And so I knew that the best baseball was played in the South and the West. And so for me, being able to have an opportunity to go to the South and play was a dream come true for me. We really had not played any. We played a couple of SEC schools previous in the season. We had, we played in this thing called the Hormel Foods Classic, which was in the Metrodome. And we played against Georgia and uh, Wake Forest from the ACC. But really my, you know, my feet hadn't gotten, you know, I hadn't gotten my feet wet as it, as it pertained to Southern baseball. So coming down there was a huge dream of mine and to be able to play there was a, was a great opportunity. So when we, when we got down there, my expectation was going to be that it was a great environment. And then it, it just exceeded every expectation that I had. So, you know, you could walk into Duty Noble and even back then before the stadium was renovated, I mean, you, the, the left field lounge and, you know, you got the barbecues and people, I mean, it was, and I'll tell you more stories, but there was, when we first got there, it was everything that, that I could have dreamed it would be. And the, the, the other thing I remember, this is funny, Charlie, is that the playing surface was just like, it was like a carpet. I mean, and, and we, I had never played in that, anything like that, because being from, you know, the Midwest, you play in the bluegrass and it's really thick and, and usually... Uh, pretty deep so it takes a pretty good shot to get a ball to the wall whereas I remember at Mississippi State when we took our first BP there I was thinking man you hit a ball good over the shortstop and that thing's going to roll the ga- through the gap into the fence and, and that's the way it was it's was beautiful field. Steve hey you, you talk about the anticipation of having just great crowds and a great atmosphere you know everything is kind of thrown haywire because so many times yeah. in regionals especially those four in the four team regionals weather early on can play such a big factor what was it like? You guys were a fairly young team 
yeah. coming to the NCAA tournament. You, you kind of remember what that was like, you know, having to come back so oh, yeah. quick after playing at yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning? We did have – you know, what's funny, we had some resiliency because you know, at that time in the season, the last – the year before my freshman year, we had a we had a group of nine guys, O'Toole, myself, there's a guy named Andrew Bushy, Kenny Meyer, Matt Strickoff. There was a number of players that had prominent roles on that team my freshman year. And so we were used to the regional format because the year before, I don't know if you remember this or not, but it went from 48 to 64 teams. And we were one of the northern sites that hosted uh, my freshman year, which was a new thing. You know, they wanted to give the, the northern teams a little bit of a leg up and an opportunity. So they had two sites that would host regional. We were one of them. And Cal State Fullerton came in and beat us pretty good. But we, so we had some, some regional experience. But I remember that night very well. You know, you guys talk about having a thunderstorm maybe today. This storm was so significant. I remember one of the moms flew in. One of the guys on on our team, Kenny Myers, mom flew in and, and said it was such a it was such a difficult landing. They had people hitting their heads on the top of the I guess what, what would you call it? Like even in their seatbelts, it was kind of a crazy ride in. Somebody actually broke their leg oh. putting the tarp on the field. Our, our head equipment you trainer. That? Yes, uh, it threw him about fifteen feet in the air. Broke his leg. Phil I could Silva. not. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I thought, man, because they thought it was going to be a tornado that night. And I don't know if it actually touched down close to the field. But, yeah, I mean, we that was about as serious as we'd seen when it came to weather. If I remember correctly, that was the game against Tulane. And and that was just, wow, what a, what a game that was. You know, they ended up taking a pretty significant lead against us. And then we had to come back and we beat them late, late that night. And, and what a game. I mean, what a great game that was. And. Uh, there were a number of guys on that team. Gotro, obviously, was on that team, and then um, Canzaro was on that team. So there was there was a number of guys that uh, that really there were some impact players on that team, and guys that I had, had a lot of respect for too. So you know, it's pretty interesting when you look at the ball games that Mississippi State and Notre Dame played. You've got, well, I think, an eight-one game, and then mm-hmm. a seven-to-nothing game, and all of a sudden that kind of kind of classic hit the end. I guess let's put off the final game, but, you know, kind of that that first game, both teams are in the winner's bracket. Mississippi State wins. You guys fall to the loser's bracket in a four-team tournament. Where was your mindset right. at that point? You know, you guys have been traveling. You had to come down here. We had the weather, the yep. late night. Where were you guys after losing that game mentally? Again, because of our the, the makeup of our team, we were not the type of team that was going to run through three games in the regional and, and, and win all three. So we were kind of a, a rocky type team in, the, in that you knew you were going to get battered pretty good along the way. And somebody was going to probably beat you pretty good. But you knew in, at the, you know, in the same vein, there was nobody that was going to beat you twice that way. And that's kind of the way our team was made up. So there was no panic in our team whatsoever because, number one, nobody would have thought we would have gotten there. I mean, it was kind of a – I remember thinking the fans were great too. By the way, one of the one of the fun stories during that first Mississippi uh, State game, we actually are throwing the ball. My my right fielder and I are throwing the ball back and forth, and some of the fans in center field go, "Hey Stanley, give us the ball. We want to you know we want to ride on it between innings, and you know we'll we'll throw it back." So I I threw it to them. I'm like, sure, you know. And so they'd write, they, you know, they'd write notes on it like, hey, don't quit your day job. Nice bunt, great try, but, you know, it's terrible. Or, you know, nice strikeout or whatever. But it was great. I mean, it, 
and they had a great we had a great time with each other one of the jokes they tell me too because i was so short they said don't worry about it stanley we'll cut the grass for you tomorrow so you can see so stuff like that that it was just it was real endearing because we you know having them we we really hadn't played any place that was going to be uh, that had outfield fans so like that i mean obviously you guys are used to that being in the sec for us being from the midwest you know you might get 500 fans at a game so it was just i remember it being amazing so we we felt like even after that first game where we got waxed pretty good that we were in it we had a good chance especially with danny going in the second game knowing that if we can beat him once, we give ourselves a chance. We'll go cast the thousands on the pitching mound and, and give ourselves a chance in the last game. So, Steve, going back to that first game, another name we talked about a minute ago was Paul O'Toole. I can still remember how the crowd <laughs> is almost like yeah. Rocky Four in the Russian crowd, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, yeah. he, he got tied up with Philip Willingham, one of our yeah. big guys, early in the second yeah. inning of that game. And then yeah. every time he came to the plate, he got absolutely immersively booed. <laughs> and it was yeah. almost like it was an endearing moment for him. Yeah. And then yeah. he turned that into the last you know two games he played against State. I think it was like five for eight. And so yeah. I, it was almost like a respect for him by our fans yeah. before it ended. Do you, what do you remember about Paul O'Toole in that tournament? Oh, so I tell you what, he, he became our – you know, Mr. October in, in May. Paul was known for his performance in the regionals. He kind of just rose to the occasion. And especially in Starkville, because he just, he, he lit up when people didn't like him. He was kind of that enforcer type hockey type mentality. And so when it happened at the plate with Willingham, you know, Phillip's a big guy too, right? So both of those guys kind of, it, was, it wasn't really a play at the plate, but Paul decided he was going to try to block the plate. <laughs> And I'm sure Willingham took a little bit of exception to that. So he let in and then, you know, the, the bench is clear a little bit. And, and it, so it was one of those environments where I think Paul thrived off that because every time he'd come up, they would just boo him mercilessly. But that was, he loved that because, you know, in Starkville, when you guys would, would draw five, seven, ten thousand 10,000 fans, we hadn't gotten an opportunity to play in an environment like that. And so for us to be able to do that, I think he throws. He actually was the youngest of four or five brothers, if I remember correctly, with Paul. So Paul was always that underdog type guy, you know, getting beat up when he was a kid by his older brothers. And so he was he was just a he was tough as nails and he he loved that. So yeah, I mean he would come to the plate with kind of that mentality that, you know, he's gotta do something big for us to have an opportunity to win hit a ball out of the park, hit a double that game, and he was he was definitely on his way. But he was one of our, for sure, one of our big leaders behind the plate and then especially at the plate uh, in those last three games. For Mississippi State, the, the pitcher that we still talk about is the lefty, Kevin Donovan. Yeah. Donovan yeah. pitches early in the tournament, yeah. just on Friday, then comes back and final inning in two-thirds, I think it was. Yeah. And it was one yep. of those deals where, for Mississippi State, I mean, the guy had thrown, I think, a complete game, but it was one of those of, look, man, you know, you're going to win or lose it, might as well throw your best guy out there. Um, <laughs> right. You know, right. What, what do you remember? Do you remember anything about Donovan at all? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was filthy. I mean, he just – he was nasty. He struck me out, I believe. Or I made – maybe he was a dribbler against him, but he had a devastating slider. And so, lefty-lefty matchup was really tough and I came in I believe with guy a guy at third base and one out in the seventh inning and he got me to ground ground out which was an opportunity for us to go up in the game and I was really disappointed in my at bat but 
he was tough and the umpire was given in the outside half. You know, I'm sure it's probably still the case today. I don't watch as much college baseball as, as obviously I used to, but he was given six inches off the plate to both guys. And so they were using that to their advantage big time. And, and so in his case, he would start you off fastball away, fastball away, and then he would go to that slider and forget about it, lefty-lefty matchup. So he was really, really tough down the stretch. And I, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but he was just dealing. We had no chance. And, and so Coach Maneri put in a guy named Matt Strickroth, who's a sophomore, and he's in my class. And Matt hadn't gotten too many ABs, but Coach wanted a lefty-righty matchup. So he, I think he pinched in for a guy named Matt Bach. And, and so uh, he pinched at Strickroth with two outs in the bottom of him. Two outs, in, I believe it was. Were we the home team? I don't remember that last game. Were we the home team or away? I think no, we were away. you were the yeah. visitor in the, in the last game. We, right. So we were away. And so we're thinking, okay, we're, we're done. We, we got to score a run to tie this thing. And out of nowhere, Donovan uncorks one. It might have been because he was just used to throwing away to lefties, and he hits him square in the middle of the back with two strikes. So we got a guy on first base with two outs, and who comes to the plate but O'Toole, right? And so you're thinking – Okay, he's either going to hit a two-run home run here. He's going to strike out. <laughs> and uh, first pitch, he he just skies it. You know, skies the ball to the second baseman. And I forget the shortstop's name. Maniscalco. Great player too. Yeah, yeah, Maniscalco. But he he kind of takes charge. He calls calls off. Who was the second baseman? Darren Wright. So Darren Wright's under it. And Maniscalco, I believe, just calls him off last minute. And, and so with two outs, Strickroth's running the whole way. And, man, he scores from first base. And he's not a, you know, he's not a fleet-of-foot guy. And we just went berserk. And uh, I remember thinking, man, we're back in the game. They end up, catcher ends up throwing O'Toole out of second base, trying to, trying to advance on, a, on the play. And, uh, and so, you know, giving us new life like that, we thought, man, we're going to come back and win. And then obviously that wasn't the case. But, man, what an environment that was. And, yeah, Donovan was – he was really tough. And, and honestly, we didn't, we didn't hit a ball hard off him in, the, in that inning and a half. Steve, Mississippi State gets the home run, Tom Martin, um, yeah. to, to win the game. I wonder if in that moment, despite, you know, being upset, if you can also just kind of take yeah. some appreciation of what you just played in – can you talk about that a little bit and talk about kind of the fans, sure. the fans' reaction to you? That was a moment that I will never forget in my baseball career and one that really solidified my love for the game uh, even more as I progressed on. And, and the reason for that was even though I was so upset that Ty had hit that ball and we ended up losing the game, what a great, what a, I mean, what a great swing. He hits it over the fence. I remember going back on that ball and thinking I had a chance. And literally, I ran into the wall. If you, if you see the play, like, I, I wouldn't even expect I, You know, you don't feel the warning track at that point. You're just trying to make a play. And he just ran out of room. And, and he, you know, just obviously took such a great swing and, and wins the game for him. And so I immediately hit the ground, you know, to start crying because it, it was such an emotional tournament that, you know, you just you leave it all out there. And I, I might have been on the ground for maybe, I don't know, it felt like it felt like ages, but maybe 30 seconds to a minute. And there were two Mississippi State fans who both, they on my left and right, both picked me up and said something along the lines of, you got nothing to worry about. What an amazing tournament. Great job. And walked me all the way back into the infield. 
I mean, that's the type of people that, that are there in Starkville. And so, you know, as, as a player, even though I don't remember the exact words because I was so caught up in the moment, boy, do I remember the way that made me feel, you know, and you, you just, you take that away, that experience away. And I thought to myself, man, one of the things they wrote on the ball was interesting between innings. They said, you know, you still have time to transfer. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, boy, if I was going to go anywhere else, I'd, I'd like to go to Mississippi State with a place to play. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something. Uh, I was the guy on your left side. Uh, are you are you serious? Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, Unbelievable. I do not know the name of the guy who was on your right, but I was oh, on the oh I was God. on your left. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. You know, the the other thing that I remember is, you know, cuz I walked back, you know, kind of walked to the infield. You went to the dugout and I remember there was a crowd of Mississippi State fans at one point yeah. that gathered in front of your dugout. Um, right. you know, clapping for the Notre Dame team, which I thought was really oh. cool. You guy, Charlie, I had no idea that that was a guy. Man, that makes it that makes it an even more amazing story. Thank you for sharing that. That, that was that was instrumental in my life, and and uh, definitely taught me what class was for sure. That was you guys were all class. Yeah. Well, I debated on whether to tell you, but uh, since you talked about it, I decided to. So well, no, I'm I'm so glad you did. <laughs> all right, you so so let, let's move past that one second. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that um, we talk about here a lot. 1983, Mississippi State with Rafael Palmero, Will Clark, yeah. all those guys are young. Mm-hmm. We go yeah. to Austin. We're in the winner's bracket. We They got to beat us twice, but we got guys like Calvin Chiraldi and Roger Clemens that we got to get through. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But in 1985, two years later, we beat Barry Larkin in Michigan and Jim Abbott, and those guys were on that yep. team. We, yep. That's our year to go to the World Series. And a lot of those guys will tell you, you know what? We learned something in Austin as young guys that made it possible for us to be who we were in 1985. You guys go to the World Series in 2002, and I'm wondering yep. if you guys ever look back and say, you know what? We learned a little something. We grew a little bit, even though we didn't win. No question. No question is that the case because the year that we played there, not only did it prepare us for what, what I would consider big-time baseball was all about, but it, it, it taught us that not only are you never out of the thing, but somewhere in your mind, well, it was at least in, in, the, case, in the case for me, you wonder whether you measure up with the guys that have played their whole life. So in the South, you guys are accustomed to playing all year. I live in Phoenix, and, and guys play out here all, all the time. But in the you know in the Midwest and in the North, you can't get out for six months, or you're playing other sports. So you you start to wonder in your own mind, hey, can can I compete with these guys? And so that that moment for us was a solidifier for man, we really belong here, and uh, and that went a long long way, especially with all of the great players that they had on the team, you know John Knott and and and, and others that that were just great ball players. You know, you, you look back and, and for us, each year we made it, we, we almost took another step. And and so that senior year, we hosted the regional. We ended up being, beating Ohio State in the regional. And then we had to go to Florida State and beat them in their backyard and uh, and beat them two out of three in the Super Regional to go to, go to Omaha. And it, there's no question that if we had not played in Starkville and had that – environment and, and, and played in those ball games, I don't think that we would have definitely uh, been in that position. No question about it. 
you know, even even the bus rides with Everett and everything. Oh my! I mean, that's that's how it started for us. You know, Everett picks us up, and I'm thinking, this you think you got you got like satellite in your in your bus, and I mean, they picked us up in there in the Mississippi State bus. I'm thinking these guys get treated like kings down here. Yeah, it was incredible. Oh man, that's that's awesome, Steve. I really appreciate you joining us, man. It was good stuff. Bart, thanks, man. It's great talking to you guys. Brings back a lot of great memories. And so that was our visit. Former Notre Dame center fielder Steve Stanley. Hey, if you've liked this, if you enjoyed it, send us some feedback. You can tweet us at Bart Gregory, at Charlie Winfield. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. We would always appreciate that. And again, look, we'll be back. We've got a regular show on Thursday. And we're going to just keep coming all weekend long with breakdown, analysis, and thoughts on this regional. And at least one of us. We'll try to keep it fair and balanced. Thanks for listening. Special edition of Out of Left Field.